Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Three, two, one, we're live. Kate Castongue. That's it? Yeah. Fuck yes, I did. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, man, I'm going to have to edit that part out because that is a crazy last name. What is that? It's French-Canadian. French-Canadian? Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought it was going to be some like wild-ass like Eastern European <laughs> last name or something like that. Ca- say it again? Caitlin Castongue. Castongue. Well, thank you for coming out. Last time I saw you, we were at the Loving Cup. I was. That was lit as fuck. Is that your first comedy show? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. My buddy Shannon was out. I was not expecting that in any way, shape, or form. I've been to a couple comedy shows, and usually they're like big, they're like big shows. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting him to like being su- sucking girls' titties on the bar and like doing strip teases. That shit was wild. Have you seen the video? I haven't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Dude. They were all out though. They were, uh, they were what? Everyone was going all out. Oh, it was, yeah, it was fucking crazy. I was like, it almost, it wasn't even a comedy show. Like, there were strip teases in in the middle of them and all. Hold on, let me see if I can pull this thing up, because it was dope as fuck. And those, that camera crew that was there, they're the guys who usually shoot my, uh, um, they usually film my podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. How, uh, Ray invited you, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, that was popping. That was a, that was a weird, yeah, everyone was getting super hyphy because I was like, the, that was the first time I like went to like a packed place pre-post-COVID. Not really post-COVID, we're still in COVID. Yeah. Reno's been pretty open though. Honestly, for the most part, there's some places that are like very lenient. Right. Lenient, I feel like is a fucking understatement. <laughs> I remember because I'm from California and most of the people I know are like California. They're like, yeah, no, no indoor seating, no outdoor seating. Everything's closed and all this stuff. And they're like, what's it like in Reno? I was like, I was at the fucking strip club like two weeks ago. Like the heat of COVID, like everything was open. Where's your, where's your nightlife uh, place of choice in Reno? Um, my favorite place is Red Rock. Have you ever been there? Oh my fucking God. That's all Ray fucking <laughs> talks about is fucking Red Rock. It's so fun there. Isn't it a casino? No. Isn't it in a casino? No. Where is Red Rock? It's like sort of by um, Arbar. Is it really? Because mm-hmm. I fuck with Arbar. Okay, so I'm standing in front of Arbar. Where do I go? You will. Okay, you walk out the door. Uh-huh. You turn to your right. Okay, you towards Hukava? Yeah, you go straight that way. Really? So mm-hmm. it's like across from the park and all that shit. It's like, like where, that ri- where the river's at. If you keep going straight. Yeah, it's around there. What? I'm not great at directions, but yeah. <laughs> in that area. I'm fucked up when I'm at Red Rock. Yeah, she stays talking about Red Rock. Like, what are you doing? I'm at fucking Red Rock. I thought it was like some dive bar. Is it a dive bar? Sort of, but like everyone's like sort of found out about it, so it's always hella packed in there. Fuck. I've never been. I want to, though. I pretty much go to like the same places. I go to like the same three places in Midtown, and then I go to like Hukava, R Bar, and then depending if I'm like fucked up and trying to do some cocaine and smoke cigarettes on the dance floor i go to tonic tonic's always a bad time it's like good but bad (laughs) i have never woken up and been like man i'm glad we went to tonic last night not one fucking time in my life 
I'm like literally like listening to electronic dance music, which I fucking hate. <laughs> just like smoking a cigarette on the dance floor at like four or five in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck is? Go-? And I always like come to in tonic. Yes. Oh fuck tonic, dude. I always. I always regret it. I'm always thinking, I should never have gone in there. Yeah, why? The last time I went in there, I definitely, my friends came and they were leaving. And I was like, hey, can I put my jacket in your car? Because mm. I don't want to wear it. And they're like, okay. And then I spent the rest of my time in Tonic having people look for my jacket. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Tonic does terrible fucking things to you. There's a Tang Bangs. You ever had a Tang Bang there? Yeah, they're my favorite. Bitch. <laughs> Tang bangs be fucking my whole life up. I'm like, it's just juice. I don't feel anything. I'm totally fine. Fifteen minutes later, I'm fucked up. Those are good times though. I've been I've been trying to party more. One up is also awful. I fucking hate one up. Do you like uh e- EDM? No. no, I don't. Is that what it's EDM? Yeah. Electronic dance music? You don't yeah. like it? No. I'm with you, girl. But I like it when I'm there, apparently. Man. <laughs> like I'll find myself like I don't know. EDM, like, I usually like a lot of music, like, even when I'm fucked up. But when I'm fucked up, even EDM, I'm like, this is this is just too much. I can't do this. Just constant. That's how tonic is. I feel like I'm like, I haven't heard a word in this song for 35, 45 minutes. It's fucking crazy. I haven't gone to one up in how long, though? Like 2018. Oh, shit. Yeah, a long time. Back when I was, like, bouncing at Imperial. They're playing, like, a little bit more of, like, real music now. Yeah. What's real music? Music with, like, words. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. Like, club music. I'm just like, man. But they get lit in there. The people who are there. Like, uh, have you ever, like, done Molly and shit like that and then gone to, like, stuff like that? Do you like it then? I I haven't gone to a place on Molly, but I've done Molly. I feel like I would like it on Molly. What, do you fucking do Molly, like, in your house? Well, I did it when I was in high school. Oh. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Just a math class. Just like, holy shit. This is the best pencil in the world. I love this equation. You don't do Molly anymore? I haven't. No. I, uh, I haven't done Molly in a while. Actually, you know what? I was, I was part, I think fucking think ray was there i was partying and we were at a hotel and it was like four o'clock in the morning and i had work the next fucking day and um there was a bunch of females in the hotel and this girl like comes up to me like all seductive and she's like stick your tongue out and she obviously had drugs and rule number one is you don't take drugs from strangers so i stuck my tongue out immediately right Mm mm-hmm I was like, what was that? And she's like, I was fucking Molly. And I'm like, nice. And I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my fucking God, it's four. I've worked in five hours. Mm. Man, I went to work feeling so fucking good though. Like my hangover didn't kick in till that night. I was chilling. The come down of Molly is the worst. It's bad. It's the worst ever. It's very bad. Do you think it's worth it? Mm, probably. Yeah, it's for sure <laughs> worth it. It's for sure worth it. You know what? Actually, let's have a beer. Yes. <laughs> let's have a beer. There she is. She's here. I got another one for you, too, if you finish this one. Welcome to the party. Welcome My coffee's to cor- not cutting it anymore. Welcome to Court of Life Crisis. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. So you're a... Cheers. So you are a busy woman. I am, actually. You do a lot of shit, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that you are... 
work in a salon? Yes. Now, what the fuck do you do inside that salon? Because a lot of shit goes down in salons. Like things on your eyes and your lips and your face and your hair and all kinds of shit. I'm a hairdresser. You're a hairdresser. Yes. And so, actually, as of last week, our salon is the top salon in Reno for 2021. What? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So you're you're almost a, you're almost you're past the quarter and you're number one. What? Yeah. Is that why you guys did that like big photo shoot or whatever it looked like you guys were doing not um, too long ago? No, we just do it because our salon owner is like super like she's super great about wanting us to help like market ourselves and everything. Uh huh. So number one. What is that off sales, off reviews? How do they gauge that? Like reviews, they have like people like um, vote. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Like the town. Mm-hmm. Damn. So where's your salon at? It's it off of Longley. Longley. It's what's it, what's it called? Uh, La Dida Beauty. La Dida, La Dida-di. We like to party. <laughs> yeah. La Dida Beauty. Shout out La Dida Beauty. That's lit. So how many chairs are there? Uh, so there, like, eight. And there are eight women or more than eight? There's eight. There's more. So, like, we have, like, uh, we'll share a station with someone because there's two sides. And then, um, so if I work, like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, someone else will work the other days, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. A couple of my good friends back in California, they own this place called Fox in the Hair. And it is, I get so fucked up in salons all the time. I love hanging mm-hmm. out in salons. Like, if if it was socially acceptable to, like, that's where I chill and pregame and all that stuff, that's where they shoot the shit. So how long have you been doing this? Um, I've been graduated for a little bit over a year. Yeah. How, how did we, how did we get into hairdressing? Ah, so actually it was from, um, my car accident. Okay. So I used to be like super, like I'd be a little bit insecure sometimes. Okay. And the things that make me feel better is, you know, going to get my hair done or anything. And so I wanted. When is this? This is like back in the day? Yeah. How long ago? So my car accident was in 2015. Okay. And then, so, like, anytime I would, like, get done up. You were a fucking blondie back then. I was. You were a bad blondie dreads. That shit was crazy. I saw that picture. I was like, what the fuck? Blondie? I thought I was blonde in high school. My friends were fake. Just kidding. Right, right. Bitches. You liars. Shout out all those bitches. All of you are fake. So that's what, so you just got your hair done a lot. Yeah, so I'd go get my hair done or, like, you know, go get my nails done or, do my makeup and it'd make me feel better, mm-hmm. you know, about myself. So I wanted to do that for other people, like make them feel better about themselves if they're like feeling bad or down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you see that turnaround when people sit down in your chair and get out? Oh yeah. That's, people, that's gotta be an amazing feeling. It really is. Some people are like, I just feel so much more confident now. Like I love my hair. I love yeah. how I look. And it just makes me feel better. I see so many like before and after pictures of hair on Instagram and I'm like, fuck that hair looks way better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like women's hair looks really good, but sometimes like the before and after makes their befores look like shit oh yeah so what's like your expertise so i i'm really good at like cutting and blonding cutting and blonding Mm -hmm. blondie dreads fuck yeah now you've been graduated for a year how long you been up at the shop um since i graduated oh so right you got right in yep so how how does that like what's what what's the process is it tough Uh, is it like barber school like i don't yeah i mean i'll show you about for this is just audio but for people can see i'll show you about how much i know about the the beauty industry about that much maybe a little more yeah so you're talking to a little child right now all right so basically i went to cosmetology school got my full cosmetology license so i went to paul mitchell and so there's one here right yep okay and i work there now too i'm a teacher at night really yeah jesus christ yeah so basically the process is there's like part-time or full-time i went part-time because i had to work during the day so i went to night school Mm -hmm. which is from 5 to 10 p.m and that's a you have to be there for 1600 hours you clock in and clock out just like a job right 
and that takes about minus getting paid yeah no no getting paid yeah so that takes about um 18 months for part-time and then a year for full-time damn that's wild yo mm-hmm. a year of unpaid 1600 hours yeah and i went part-time so it was almost two years what's minimum wage minimum wage i believe now is what isn't it like like 10 something i, I don't, don't know even fucking know. 925 <laughs> last time i checked minimum wage is so in the past <laughs> <laughs> such a fun. okay so let's say let's say minimum wage is 1150 times 1600 fuck that's like almost 20 grand that's how much it costs to go to school <laughs> does it yeah so you pay them per hour almost minimum yeah, wage we pay to be able to do like do hair <laughs> damn was that was that something that was nerve wracking out the gates? Oh, like that. you can't because you're obviously like it takes hella long. So if you're not doing, you have to put the hours in. So you can't quite work as much, right? Or were you working a job and working pro bono at Paul Mitchell? So I was working a job too. So I was actually a nanny, uh-huh. and so I'd work from eight to four thirty, and then after that I'd go straight to the school. Fuck, taking care of them badass kids. Mm-hmm. How old? How many? Um, so I worked for a nanny company at oh, okay. the time, and then so sometimes I would do a placement, which I'd be like with one family, and they that family that I did for the most of the time I was there, um, they had two kids. One was like a newborn when I started watching him, and the other one was like ten, so he was in school some of the time. Were the did you ever run into just the fucking worst kids in the world? Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> Indeed. Fuck. What did you do? Did you beat him? No, you can't do that. This is don't worry. This is I'll edit this out. Wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> no, there's honestly this one kid who I walked in the house and he he had like one of those like little tables that you know kids sit at with a chair. Right. He grabbed his chair and started swinging it at me, and like all I could think is I just want to smack this kid wait with his chair. Wait a second. A child attacked you with a chair? Yeah. Oh, I would have squared up on that motherfucker right between the fucking eyeballs. I would have popped him right there. That's crazy. Like, and what are the parents? Their parents are just like, oh, Timmy is so expressive. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Honestly, that. The kids that like with the parents are like, we don't say no. We don't do this. Those kids are the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't say no. Yeah, there's some families that are like, we don't say the word no. So you can't say that. And I'm like, OK. Man, <laughs> so I'm my, like, please stop. <laughs> my family was like, we don't say no by itself. It's like, hell no. Fuck no. You must be out your motherfucking mind. No, that's about it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why kids need to get beat up these days. But anyway, so you're work, so you're running that at Paul Mitchell. You graduate, and then you're there for a year. Has this has this place Lottie, Dottie, Lottie Da? Yeah, I keep wanting to say Lottie Dottie. <laughs> Lottie Da Salon has it always been popping. Oh yeah, so they um have now been around for about almost three years, uh-huh. and they're just an amazing like high end beautiful like salon. So is there like high end and low end? Um, you know what I mean. Like I know there's like super cuts. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. but like, is every salon striving to be the same thing, or there's is there categories of it? You know, like there's restaurants that are like lower, middle, and upper upper scale. There's bars that are like that as well in certain yeah. industries. Is it like that in the beauty industry, or is everybody somewhat. trying to be? Everyone's trying to be. I guess somewhat like there's some that like the more high end vibe and I go for that. And then there's obviously some that are more like, like try to have their own, like quote unquote, like outsider vibe sort of, you know? Right. But like rugged. Yeah. Can't really do that. It's gotta be clean. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be weird though. That just sounds dirty to me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, so how do you, how does that, I see a lot, 
like social media seems huge in the beauty industry. Oh, it is 100%. Right? Is that the main way that you guys snag your clientele? Um, like how does that that's work? That's like it's like half of it, I would say. But um a lot of people will call mm-hmm. and like they're like, "Oh my gosh, is there anybody available?" That's how I've been getting most of my clientele. Really? Yeah. So just cold calls almost. Yeah. And then is it just who's available? Is it like if a girl walks in for a walk-in, do you guys just fucking pounce on the bitch or how does it work? Like how uh, do you divvy out how do you divvy out the work? Uh, so So it's not like a fucking cat fight up in honestly, there. Honestly, a lot of us like if people are calling like for that day, most of us will be like booked out for that day. So we'll be like well, our good. next available artist is available at like two PM on Tuesday. Like, mm-hmm. does that work for you? Right. Or something like that. Like or like what days like they can come in, like depending on their work schedule, be like, Okay, we have an artist available at that time. We have these two artists, blah, blah, blah. Say artists. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, though. Hair artists. Right? It is. It really is art. I mean, it's. I feel like it's come so fucking far that it really is art. That's an easy way to... Do you get any off of social media? I do, actually. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Off of... I fucking... I swear to God, I'm going to say... I'm not even going to say... I'm just going to say your salon because I want to say la-dee-da-dee every time. Okay, go for it. What is it? <laughs> la-dee-da. la da <laughs> Um, do they have their own page and all that stuff too? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that popping? Yeah, it's nice. You don't push your, you don't push, uh, uh, the salon too much on your, on your page. Though. Um, I don't on my real Instagram, but I also have a hair Instagram. Oh, you so have try, separates. Yeah. Okay. I try to keep it like a little more just professional on uh-huh. that page instead of like having like my whole like life. Cause I have a lot of like younger clients too. Right. And so like, they don't need to like, they don't need to be seeing you dressed up playing King's cup. Yeah. Getting ratchet. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Is it is it a tough hustle on social media doing that shit? Uh, yeah, actually. Like, how do you even go about it? How do you go about the tactic of growing your network on social media when it comes to the beauty industry? Honestly, so I was super, like, not good about it at first. Like, I didn't, like, try hard enough, I guess, because I was like, eh, whatever. But um, it's not, like, a lot about, like, so I do a lot, of, like, hashtagging, like, what people would search for. Like, so say, like, when you're looking for, like, a new tattoo or something, like, you're going to be, like, Reno tattoos. You're going to look on Instagram and try to see, like, what you like, right? Right. So, it's like, Reno hair, like, hashtagging things that people are going to look for if they're trying to find, like, someone to do their hair mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Really marketing yourself. Um, I've just, like, made business cards for that, too. And then, like, our salon owner does a lot of it, too. She, she goes, like, on the news sometimes and right. stuff like that. And we get a lot of calls from that. It's just a lot of marketing. Damn, that, that. that must be a blessing, though, that your shop brings in the clientele. Oh, yeah, and, it's really good. And then once you snag them, do they usually become, like, yours, if you would? Yeah, so, like... Do you um, kind of build a relationship while they're sitting in the chair? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, like, so sometimes you'll totally tell, like, each, like, stylist has their own personality, of course. Right, right. And you'll totally tell, like, their clientele, they, like, attract people with, like, the same exact personality. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> do you become friends with your uh, customers? Yeah. Like in and outside of, of work. Some of them, yeah. Some, yeah. I could see that. What about like word of mouth? Like when you're out on the town and shit like that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I get a lot of clients actually from going out. And yeah. I'll like talk to girls and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, your hair's so pretty. I'm like, I'm a hair. Bitch, that's so funny that you said that because la di da we <laughs> like to potty. Yeah, so actually that's how I get most of mine. Hell yeah. That's crazy. And it seems like a. It seems like there's a salon on every fucking corner and a lot of people do it, but it doesn't seem like the market is saturated. I know. Is that true? Um, you know, like I've never heard of people like, oh, I can't get any clientele. Like no one's no one's getting their hair done. I don't think I've ever heard that before. 
Because it's always something that some everyone's going to want. No, if it's, like, a cut, a treatment, right. color, like, it's something that, like, like, you can tell from, like, all, like, the hair fails. It's something that, like, you can't, like, just replace a hairdresser like, yeah. with yourself. Like, some right. people do do it. People mess up their hair. But you get, like, a fucking box at Safeway and try yeah. to color your hair. That yeah. sounds treacherous. It is. And dangerous. It is. What about COVID, yo? Uh, it sucked for a while. We were shut down for, like, two months. And then, like, that's when it was hard to, like, get clients at first because people were scared to come back in. Right, right. And then, so, like, it was slow, but now it's, like, back and it's going. Back. Yeah. I feel like Reno was only really shut down for, like, two months. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. If they shut the casinos down, we're like, yeah, we can't be doing this all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, I fucking totally lost my train of thought because I wanted to ask you something. What was I just saying? Who knows? I don't know. Cheers. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, COVID. I had a couple friends who were fucking killing it during COVID who did hair because they had a ton of like loyal personal clientele and they started cutting out of the shop and they didn't have to pay for their chair and they didn't like, there was less tax if you would. People just, they had a spot at the crib and they were just paying cash. Do you do that at all? I didn't. I know some people that did do it, but um, it w- that was like right around the time I graduated from beauty school. Right. So I was kind of like too scared to do it, if yeah. that makes sense. Because I was like, what if I get in trouble with state board? Like, what if they find out? Does Is state board strict? Yeah. They really? Are, for the most part. Like, if they found out people were doing that, they could have been fined like a lot of money. Really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. So how are bitches getting their hair cut? They would text their status, girl, come to my house. Fuck. <laughs> That's wild, yeah. Cause I was getting my I was getting my haircut at a homie's at the at a homie's crib for six seven months. You know what I mean? Cause all the barber shops, everything was closed. It was weird how some things opened but some things didn't open. I know. Like barber shops and salons completely closed. Bars like could be open if you serve food. Like, like how do you decide? F- <laughs> like what the fuck does that even? What if my salon serves food? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just started serving garlic fries up in that bitch. <laughs> Everybody would have came. That's crazy. And is it pretty lucrative? You don't have to put no dollar amount on it, but is is doing hair in the in the beauty industry pretty profitable? Um, honestly, it can be extremely profitable once you get to that point. Right. Like when you first start, a lot of it, you're trying to like build your back bar, like all your color, like all this stuff. What's back bar mean? Back bar, like all the products that you use, and okay. like okay. um, like the bleach and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're just like trying to build all these things and like. You spend money on, like, stuff to, like, market yourself. So sometimes you're, like, making as much as, like, you're spending. Right, right. Breaking like, even, if you would. Yes. Yeah. But then you, like, get to the point where, like, then you're making more. Now, when you're at a salon and you're renting a chair, right? I'm doing commission right now, but I'm thinking about moving to booth rent soon. What does that mean? So What's the difference between the two? So booth rent is when you rent a chair. So you can do it, like, part-time or full-time. You pay, like... 650 for part-time about 800 something for full-time mm-hmm. and then commission is where the salon owner gets a part of your uh cut like a part of what you make but you don't have to pay rent right and that's what's and it's that's what i started doing because i didn't have a full t- clientele yet so i wouldn't you didn't know yeah. exactly how much you were going to make so yeah. you didn't know if you could make the rent yes exactly that makes sense so if you do commission how does it work for the time that you get in the chair um, you know, like what stops some another girl from coming in and, and taking your chair time? Oh, uh, so basically, like we'll like talk to our owner about like how much time we want to be there. Uh-huh. Like I want like three days or whatever, and she'll like look at the stations and then she'll put you with people and you'll just work opposite days. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
if I wanted more days, you can take more or whatever, just depending on like what chairs are available. Right. Is there a lot of, I mean, is, is chair time scarce there since it's the number one fucking salon in Reno? <laughs> um, I think we or actually, is there some flexibility? Um, there's a little bit of flexibility. Yeah. I think we're actually looking for like about another one or two artists right yeah. now. Is it all females? Uh, there's one guy. One guy. Mm-hmm. Does he kill it? Um, he just started, so I don't know yet. Yeah. What's he like? Um, I've talked to him literally twice, oh. so I have no idea. I've all, I went into one salon one time, and there was this guy in there, and he was killing it. And usually, like, right, your your social norm of a man working in a salon would probably be, like, somewhat metro or a very fabulous human being, you know, yeah. if you would. Mm-hmm. And this fool was just like, he looked like some nigga that should have been in a barbershop. And he was just with all these females, and he was just like, he was fucking females were just coming in and he was styling up their hair and he was just like this super straight masculine dude and i was like uh i wanted to talk to him so bad because it was really strange yeah but it seemed like everyone around him like loved him Hmm. but it seems out of the norm like have you ever seen that before yeah actually yeah yeah does it does it work um i guess so you know what i mean i i guess it's like one of those things where like if like there's somebody that's like new to the salon that comes in. They're like, oh, I just like came like to this town. I've never been here. Right. Just saw this place on the corner and I need my hair cut. And they walk in and they see this guy like, oh, I can trust that guy to cut my hair. You know? Yeah. It was weird. It just seemed like against the grain. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think there's anything wrong with it in any way, shape or form. I mean, obviously your exterior appearance shouldn't dictate whether you work in a salon or not. But it's just interesting. I like, walked in here like Jay's on jeans and a pro club tee. And I was just like, all right. He's just like coloring some bitch's hair. I'm <laughs> like. All right, nigga, you got this. This is really weird, but I can fuck with that. So is this something that you, uh, as you started, did you fall more in love with it? Like um, you, you're gonna you're gonna run it, you're gonna keep doing it. Oh yeah, I definitely love doing hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's dope. You got some other hustles too. I do indeed. What's what are some of your other hustles? OnlyFans. Oh shit! Now the podcast <laughs> is gonna get interesting. So. Oh, where do I start? Where do I start with OnlyFans? Where did you, when did you hear about OnlyFans? How long ago did you hear about OnlyFans? I probably heard about OnlyFans probably about a little over a year ago, probably. Because OnlyFans has been going on for a while. Yeah. But it popped during COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like cats had to keep their dicks in their pants and couldn't be out chasing tail all over the place. So you heard about it about when you heard about it. Is that when you got into it? Or when yeah. you heard about it, you just heard about it? When I heard about it, I just heard about it. And I was like, what? You know, like, what is that? Yeah, I was going to say, what were your initial thoughts on OnlyFans? I, was, I honestly thought it was kind of weird. And I was right? like, what the heck? Like, why would somebody do that? It is a little strange. Do you think it's weird on the girl's part? Or do you think it's weird on the guy's part? At first, I thought it was the girl's. But when you really get into it, sometimes you're like, it's kind of the guy's. It's <laughs> weird on the guy's part, yo. Like, I'm not knocking the hustle at all. And I'm not saying that... I'm going to speak bluntly. Go for it. <laughs> Females send nudes. Of course. All the fucking time. Of like course. there are some women who hold out. And when I say hold out, I'm talking like a week or after the first time you fuck, they're getting sent. Data is being used. Like pictures are being sent. There'll be girls that like on like Tinder and Bumble and stuff. They'll send nude pictures before you even fucking meet. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we paying a monthly subscription for this shit? This shit is crazy. Or why am I sending it for free why if I you, can get money that's for it? <laughs> well, that's why I, res- I respect the hustle like crazy. Like when girls started doing it, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. This is unbelievably brilliant. But on the but also on the flip side, I'm like, God, 
God, it's crazy that this is even funded. I'm like, guys, what are we, what are we doing? We're paying for all these fucking pictures. Like, yo, like talk up some game, meet some people and you'll get some nude pictures. Women send nude pictures a lot. That shit is wild. So your initial thoughts kind of weird. Yeah. Did you know people who were doing it? Um, I didn't for a while. And then, um, I have some friends in Texas and that's when like, I really started knowing people that did it. Cause mm-hmm. I think it really like popped off in Texas a lot. A lot of people do it in Texas. Yeah. And I like met probably about six people who did it in Texas. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like you guys are all doing this. And you were like, when did you, when were you kind of like, Ooh. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it like when the salon shut down or yeah, you well, were just honestly, like, fuck it. I was in the salon for one day before COVID. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> nice. Like, cool. Like, wow, this is awesome. Wow. New chapter in life. They're like, yeah, go home. Like, yeah, literally. Fuck. And so my friend, my friend Bailey, she's like, you already said nudes. You should just make an OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, do you, you, do you send nudes to dudes? Of course. For free all the time, right? Of course. Not all the time, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys that you're talking to. Yeah, of course. How long does it take you to send a nude? Don't lie on the fucking podcast. Depending, Depending on the on person, the, probably... On. A day. <laughs> ah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So it's like guys that you, would you meet them on like dating apps or guys that you meet at a bar or all the above? All Guy the that above. you start talking to. Yeah. Do you send nudes to guys that you ha- don't fuck? Um, well, now I do. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah. Like dangle the bait. Like, oh, this could possibly happen. Like, do, Here's like, a nude. Teasy. Like yeah, a yeah. Cheesy, like seductive. A, just bitch, you would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, you like? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Because w- women, you know, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but women be sending fucking nudes all the time. Yeah, of course. All of them. Like, do you know women who are like, I'm, I'll never? Yeah. Do you do? Yeah, I do, actually. Crazy. My best friend? Complete opposite of me. Won't send one. Will not. Never. She's a she's a good little soul. Oh, a little Christian girl, a little Catholic child. No, actually. <laughs> no, she's just very like they don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Well that's fair. That's fair. I mean we don't in any way, shape, or form. It's lovely oh, that exactly. we get blessed with it. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate all the women who have sent me and sent my fellow patrons nudes, <laughs> right? Like yourself, yeah. I appreciate you. But it is it is very it is very interesting. So when did you so COVID hits was it money that made you like, oh, maybe I could do this? Or was it like, what What was it, what What started to tilt you to let me do an OnlyFans? So, yeah, I was just like, crap, I'm not really working right now because I still had the nanny company, but because everyone was so scared, it was barely like maybe once a week I'd get a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, shit, kind of need some money. Yeah. And so I was like pondering on it and I was like, hmm. And then... I kept like thinking, I was like, oh my God, people are going to judge me. People are going to say stuff about me. And then I was like, why the fuck do I care? There it is. Yes. So when you start, how did you, how did you start? Um, so I, I first, I thought it was an app. Like I had no idea about any of it. And I was like, it's not an app. I was like, shit, like where do I find this? Yeah. So I went online and I like signed up and you have to wait like three days to get approved. You know, it's no joke. You have to take a picture of yourself with your license Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like it's legit. It's legit. Very safe. If you would. Honestly, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, so I waited for it and then I got it and I was like, okay, cool. Now what? <laughs> right? So when you made the, pro- how long from when the profile was made to when you posted your first picture? Because obviously you have to do your banner and your profile picture. Yeah. Right? What was your, what was your profile picture? So at that, the first time it didn't have my face in it. Okay. You know, it was like, I'm pretty sure 
It was like kind of like a body picture down. Okay. And then what the, about the banner, the background banner? Was like me bent over. Okay, bean over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was me bent over? <laughs> now that's a very <laughs> anyone who <laughs> anyone who listens to this is gonna build their own picture of what they believe that banner looks like. What do you mean bent over? I mean, so I had like a mirror behind me. Okay. And then I'm on my hands and knees bent over. And Got then it. I take a picture so you can see it that way. Got it. Like your back and your butt and yep. you're on your knees? Yep. Got it. Okay, okay. Classic bent over pic. Yep. I got you. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what people thought immediately when you said that. Like, bent over a couch? Counter? <laughs> what happened? Use your imagination. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Or you could just sign up for her OnlyFans. Um, Kate, uh, no fucking idea what her last name is at OnlyFans.com. So you do your, <laughs> you do your pro yes, hashtag, uh, you do your profile, you do your banner after you made your profile. How long till you posted your first picture? Um, so like, were you nervous? Were you like, was, didn't know what you should do? Did you subscribe to other people's OnlyFans to see what they do? I did not actually. Yeah, I was that. just like, shit, let's do this. Oh so I like took a whole bunch of pictures and I'm like, Hmm. So I posted one and then I was like. I'm pretty sure the first place I advertised it was Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then so I was like, cool. Let's, let's see what happens. What'd you do? Just like, I have an OnlyFans on Twitter? I've yeah. never had a Twitter, so I don't really know how it works. Yeah. It's like 150 characters, right? Yeah. So I just like posted a picture and I was like, you already know. And I put like OnlyFans <laughs> and I put an No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little teasing. That picture. ass is on display. You already know. <laughs> so what did Twitter do for you? So, you know, people liked it, retweeted it, and then I started getting followers slowly by slowly, or subscribers. Subscribers? Like, how how slowly by slowly? Honestly, so I didn't take it very serious, like, the first few, like, months I did it, because I was just like, whatever, it's just for a little extra cash. Uh-huh. And then, so I'd, like, I honestly rarely post it, probably, like, once a month. Like, I was very, like, whatever about it. Okay. And then... So your first month, tell me about your first month. First month, you post one time. I, yeah, I posted, I think, one or two times my first month. Just pictures, no videos? Um, I believe the first month was just pictures. Just pictures. Yeah. Nude or no nude? Um, They were... I, Partially? Like underwear. Yeah, underwear. I had underwear on in all of them. Tits? Yeah. Bra? No. Okay, so partially nude. Partially, Copy yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, so the first ones were a little more uh, PG. Okay. Sorry. It's not... Yeah, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> a little more. What PG movie theater are you going to? <laughs> Shit. Kids are like, this is a good movie. I like this. <laughs> PG-13 is lit these days. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to have to throw that in R. Pussy would probably be X. So oh, okay. that's how you decipher it. It was R. Right. right. Okay. Okay, cool. And so I, my first month, like, it was funny because like, some people would put, like, their full names and some people would put, like, just, like, user 1943, you know. Right, right. And then I'd see, like, people from, from my high school start to subscribe. And I'll be like, oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, and it was just kind of weird at first. So you can see, you can see, oh, if like, who people, subscribed? Yeah, if people put So your first name. month, you had people who subscribed who, yeah. from your high school? Yeah, I was like, sheesh. Yo, this what I, I was talking to, a, I was talking to a friend about this because uh, they were thinking about doing OnlyFans. And she's like, I don't think anybody will um, subscribe. And I was like, I think it's very unlikely because... Of all the people that you've met in your life that you have not had any experience with sexually, they've thought about it. Exactly. You know 100%. what I mean? Like they've wondered at, if it's a male, Garen, if you've had more than a 30 to 45 second conversation with a male, they've thought about it. What it would be like, what it would look like, 
what, but you know, uh-huh. so on and so forth. So was this like people from high school that you haven't talked to in how long? Yeah. Oh, shit. Or like that I like probably said, there's some people that I probably said like one word to, uh-huh. or like some guys that like, I would probably like ignore or something. So what did you set your subscriber price at? 25 a month. Oh, damn, girl. You classy, bitch. <laughs> how many subscribers did you get in the first month? I think the first month I had like, I think that my very first month was like 15. 15. What's 15? So and they take they take 20%, right? <laughs> so no, they take, so my thing is 25 and they take, I think 5%. So they take $5. So I get 20. Right. That's 20%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, don't ask me to do math. Got her. <laughs> I'm a hairdresser, not in math. No, they don't take 20%. I, I made it 25. They took five and I take 20. So don't make it weird. Um, so 15 subscribers. First month. Yeah. Second month. My second month, um, I rarely posted that first month, so I think. Do, I wait, do they pay you biweekly, weekly? How do they pay you? Um, so some people pay me monthly, and some people like they'll do like a monthly subscription. There's some people that do like a three month subscription uh-huh. or whatever. But like as soon as someone like subscribes or tips you or whatever, it takes about like a week for it to register. So then you can take it out after one week. Right. So after your first like month with 15 subscribers, and you got roughly like. Don't ask me to do math. Don't ask me either. We'll do it together. <laughs> we'll do it together. I'll hand it down to half on. So you got like a, a like a three hundred dollar check in the mail. Yeah, for like the first time. Mm-hmm. Was that was that when it's like, man, this is real, or is yeah. it just like whatever? I was like, oh hell yeah, that's kind of cool. I got some extra money. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then um, is that when you kind of started? To, like when? Wh- how far in did you start to take it serious? Um, honestly, around. December okay. is when I actually started taking it seriously. So you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I've been doing it probably since like July. So almost Last a July. year. Almost a year now. Damn. Okay. So did it start to pick up? Is it plateaued? Does it continue to climb? So do people bit, fall off? Um, some people do a little bit, but then like sometimes I'll see their thing come back like after mm-hmm. like a month or two. And Fucking perverts. I know. I'm like, what the heck, guys? Like, don't worry. You'll come back. <laughs> yeah, but... um. So, like, after my first month, I barely posted. So then it, like, kind of plateaued a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then in December, because, like, I saw some of my friends again, like, that were in Texas, start to really make a lot of money on it. And I was like, shit, that's it. I'm yeah, really, yeah. like, I'm going to advertise. And that's when I started advertising on, like, Instagram and stuff like that. And that's when it really picked up. I try advertising on Snapchat, and they always report me. Yeah, I was How rude. Say. They do some, people get some weird shit on Snapchat. Like, I'll get a friend request. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I know this person on Snapchat. And I'll accept it, and it's just some chicken blown out on <laughs> Snapchat. And then it's deleted, like, three weeks later. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But were you were you nervous to do Instagram? I was. Your personal page. Yeah, because that's when it's, like, but that's where the money's at, right? For me, yes. Yeah. So what was that? I mean, that's a weird trigger to so pull. So honestly, I just like... That's like family, friends. So I I just blocked my family from viewing my story on Instagram because I was like, they don't need to see me in my underwear uh, like that. Okay. Like they know, they all know I have one, but uh, like they don't need to see they it. They don't need to see all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you started posting on Instagram, did it start to pop a little bit? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about the pop, dude. Talk to me. I want it because I don't think, I think people just hear rumors about the hustle, right? They see pictures and they know that people are doing re- really well and they know that people make money, but pretty much the only, the only thing that's really like, 
publicized in the media is people who are like the top upper echelon of OnlyFans. Yeah, like the top one percent. Yeah, like people making you know forty, fifty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. But like the realistic nature of people who are you know do it for a year and are trying to make some money and post on their Instagram and stuff. So so how did it start to pop? T- take me through it. So I was just like, shit. So it started to really like boom up because I was like, damn, I. I, how do I describe it? So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to post it or whatever. And I get so many people like swiping up, like you, ha- you have one, you really have one, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, subscribe, whatever. And a lot of it like really helped when I like do like little like discounts, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it really gets people like, oh, she has a discount. Let me, let me subscribe. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the money is actually from tips too. That's what I've been hearing. Interactions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And can't you, you could do like, you could post like two or three pictures let's say of you like in a bathtub and a white tee and it's like pay for the full set so it's a shower scene if you would set Mm -hmm. and people pay for that too right Mm -hmm. so there's layers of income yeah bitch (laughs) (laughs) shit is lit it's really cool yeah so when did it so when did your did your subscribers start to climb when you posted on instagram yes like to what so i would like to say i go i'm around 50 right now and it goes up and down from there fuck yeah so it stays around there right now but i'm hoping to get more and then you're making stuff off tips and all that stuff right? yes what so you got a nice cool little grand coming in about yeah residual residual income whether you're posting or not for the most part for the most part yeah and then do you make more money off the monthly subscriptions or do you make more money off interaction and tips and Uh, stuff like that back and forth yeah yeah it depends on like what i'm posting or whatever Mm -hmm. that month but um I want to like honestly like it's helped me so much like I got approved for like a new car with that, that extra income and like it pays for my car like right. I don't have to pay any out of it from like my other jobs or anything so that's cool dude that's dope as fuck now oh, excuse me um how provocative do you get on your OnlyFans so I used to be one of those people that are like I'm never gonna like do anything too bad on there. Fuck that. I yeah, I used to be one of those people and then now I'm just kind of like I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't fat with a dad bod, I'd show my whole ass on OnlyFans <laughs> to make that type of money. Shit. So how so how long did it take for you to get a little risque, if you would? I don't want to give it away for all the people. Go mm-hmm. subscribe your motherfucking sub. What is it by the way? What is it? My OnlyFans is baby B A B Y Y Kate K A T E E. Bitch, you heard it here first. <laughs> Fucking typing it in right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah. how long did it take you to get a little risque? Um, around around December, yeah. That's yeah. when I was like, I'm going to get a little more risque. Said Christmas come early for these <laughs> niggas. Out Literally, because I was just like, new car, this, that. I, want, yeah. I need more money. <laughs> so are you trying to continue to make it pop and climb? Oh, yeah. I, now I'm just like, why not? Like, what is there to lose? Literally mm-hmm. nothing. Right. Because your job has no problem with it. Do they know about it? Um, some of my coworkers do. Um, no, not really my salon owner. Right, right. That's a that's a need to know basis, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, but yeah, like why not, right? Now, if this thing were to fucking pop and go, would you would you stop doing what you're doing, or would you always keep it as a side income? I would probably always keep hair as a side income. What if I you fucking just, started making like fifteen k a fucking month? I'd probably still just do like some of my clientele. I wouldn't probably like. I wouldn't ever be full time. I'd maybe do just like one or two days a week or something, just because I really do enjoy making people like feel yeah. better and stuff. Dude, if you're making but 15k a month, you should 
just fucking knock a wall out in your fucking house Might as and well. make your own little one person salon have your peep slide through Hell, that's probably what i would do if i started getting getting good because there are women who are making some stupid ass money on oh, OnlyFans. that shit is crazy so you don't plan on leaving OnlyFans fans anytime no. soon because it's like why 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 would you exactly i like how honestly it's super weird because like people will come up to me and like if I ever say like oh yeah my OnlyFans people are like you have an OnlyFans you don't seem like you would like it's very like rude what you, you saying I don't look good naked bitch <laughs> no like it's just like oh you don't carry yourself like that I'm like well oh, how am I supposed to oh, carry myself like you're professional like yeah. people on OnlyFans wouldn't be professional yeah I'm like am I supposed to walk around with my kookshi hanging out or something right right like, <laughs> interesting like you know you yeah there's like that like sh- like that stripper stigma you mm-hmm. know I guess a lot of strippers that I know. And I hang out with a lot of strippers at Fantasy Girls. And when they leave that club, very, very well-spoken, very high, not high-maintenance, but they're, they're classy. Yeah. You would never know. But then you would ask, like, how the fuck did you pay for that car? And they're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. That shit is crazy. That's dope, though. That's dope that you're doing that. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge, even though I joke about it, I'm a huge supporter of it. I think it's brilliant. Because I also, like, I think it low-key has flipped the porn industry on its head. You know, there's been so many women who have been... Um, exploited for so long, right? Like they would shoot, whether it be nude pictures or whether it be actual video um, or scenes, they would set the price on what the stars or the artists would make before it even came out. Like mm-hmm. Mia Khalifa is a prime example. Yeah. You know, Mia Khalifa made X amount, a couple thousand dollars a video and she came out and became one of the biggest porn stars in the world for a short amount of time and she didn't see a fucking dime of it but now the women get to control the content when it comes out who it's getting sent to you know what i mean um how far they want to go video photo or anything like that and then it's a guarantee like no matter what you make we're only going to take 20 percent. we'll cut the line right there and you could do whatever you want this there's no ceiling to it i think that's dope as fuck why not put it like if women are a new age of it's weird like People say, like, you're being exploited for your body, but now women have a choice of when, where, and how they would like to be. And if you're going to be, fuck it. Let's take advantage of these fucking losers who are down to do it and snag their cash on the way, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're not meeting any of these fucking people or anything like that. Have people tried to, like... Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Hella thirsty, huh? Sorry, I don't do that. (laughs) Sorry, just the pics, bitch. Yeah. But no, honestly, I think like a lot of the guys like it because it's like, because I've, I've thought about it because I have a lot of guy friends who are like, why would people pay for it? Porn's free. But I think it's more of like that personal level they get because they feel like it's just for them. Like they get to actually like talk and it's more literally quote unquote personal. I've talked to a, I've talked to a couple girls and they say it almost, it turns into like fucking therapy. Like I'm talking to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like they're telling, like I'm giving them attention and they love that shit. Oh yeah. Oh, even more than the pictures sometimes. Oh yeah. Interesting. Now, not only do you um, show that ass, but you also work on that ass all the time. You mm-hmm. seem like you are hardcore into fitness. I love fitness. You be out there. I mean, is did did OnlyFans come first and fitness, or did fitness come then OnlyFans? Fitness came first and then OnlyFans. Okay, so how'd you get into fitness? So I actually were you um, ever a fucking chubby bunny? I was indeed. What? I've lost over fifty pounds. God damn! Yeah. Teach me the ways of the <laughs> West. Okay, so how long ago did you have these fifty LBs? So I guess now it's almost it's about two years ago now. But um, right before COVID hit is when I lost the like first like. 30-ish pounds, mm-hmm. um, I I started training 
to like with this one uh, trainer here, uh, Cami Craig. She does this pro- thing called Project C. So basically, what she does is it's called a total body transformation. She helps you with your mind, your body, and all this stuff. Um, and she'll like help you like basically she'll put you on a prep for a bikini competition. Okay. And so I was gonna compete even though I wasn't there yet. Right. Just because I was like, damn, I've already lost all this weight. Like I want to do this thing. Um, but then COVID hit, so I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of was like whatever, off like the charts. And then um, some girl at one of my gyms that I work at, she came up to me. She's like, hey, do you want to do a bikini competition? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. Where'd you start going to work out? Um, at this point, I was working out at European Fitness. Now, did you over there by the pepper mill? Yeah. That place, I heard, that place looks weird to me. What's going on in there? Honestly, it's kind of cool. They Is have it? <laughs> They have a Mexican food restaurant in there. What? Yeah, they have like tanning beds, a hair salon, a nail salon. They have literally anything you can think of is in there. They someone have like a was, surgery, Someone massage. was telling me it was like it's not just a gym. It's not. There's Ooh. so much shit in there. Yeah. It seems like a small building. You think that until you go inside. Really? But yeah, no, the owners there, they're so nice. So your like, fitness is lit. Yeah, so I like that uh, gym. So yeah, the girl there, she was like... Do you want to um, train? And I was like, yeah. She's like, I see you here all the time. Like, you're really killing it. I think you'd be so good for it. You should go see my trainer. He's helped me, like, get all this, like, for all of my shows. And I was like, okay, cool. So she gave me his Instagram. Mm-hmm. And his name's Bo. And he's, like, a pro uh, bodybuilder. Okay. And so now I'm training with him. And so now I'm, I'm down even more. And I'm building at the same time. But I think I'm going to try to aim for a show in like october because i told him i want to have like a fun summer first right right and so i'm not going to do bikini i'm going to do wellness because he told me that's how my body's shaping up so what's what's the difference between bikini and wellness so bikini is like super lean like um just like your body's built lean your legs are lean everything wellness is more of like uh bigger legs like bodybuilding like muscle mass is respected Uh, in wellness and a little bit more lean is respected in bikini so it's like a lean build at the same time yeah so like they like the bigger quads bigger glutes all that stuff in there and then after that is physique and so that's like super muscly right for women but um yeah so i'm gonna try to do wellness wellness seems to be the thing i don't know what's in the water but these bitches be getting thick out here (laughs) bro like what the fuck squat racks on fleek Mm mm-hmm so when you started, you just grabbed a membership at your own or just like, fuck it, I want to get in shape or what was it? Like, oh. What was the trigger? So my first thing was, so I was honestly, at first, my first gym I was going to was Fitness Connection, you know, and I was just like trying to like lose a little bit of weight. Like I didn't like how I looked. I was kind of like in a little bit of a depressed state from like honestly my arm okay. and everything because like I went up and down with that for a little bit. But um, I was... I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I was at the gym with my friend, and I stepped on the scale, and I was like, holy shit. And that's when it hella clicked. What was it? It was 199. Damn, Gina. <laughs> yeah. Two billies? Yeah, you like, lied. Shit. It was 200. You just saying 199 on the podcast, <laughs> nigga. You were at two billies. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. No way. Yeah, you that's know? wild. And so I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's cr- that's crazy. So you lost all that weight, which is awesome. Now, you mentioned it. Doing everything that you've done, like it doesn't seem like there has been anything in the fitness industry that you aren't able to do, but you do have your arm. So what happened with your arm? So I got into a car accident when I was 15. Okay. Uh, were you driving? I was not. So basically. I um, hope not you were 15. That was a <laughs> trick question. I know. Yeah. So I was, I, was like, I was a pretty good kid when I was 15, actually. Okay. But um, Just popping Molly and shit. <laughs> no, when I was 15 after that. <laughs> Copy that. But no. So, um. 
me and my friends were all like gonna go up to this place called Water Canyon. It's okay. in Winnemucca. It's where I used to live. And my friend that was supposed you used to, to live drive, in Winnemucca. Oh, did. that's right. You told me that. Yeah, yeah at, at Loving Cup. <laughs> Fuck that. But anyways. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, cool. And so my friend that's supposed to drive me up there, she had to take people home because they had curfews. So this one guy, he's like, hey, I'll drive you up there. I have enough seats. And I was like, cool, sounds safe, right? Yeah. And so I got in the passenger seat. I was the only one buckled in the whole car. And so we start to drive up the mountain. It's like a little dirt road with a teeny little drop off. He starts going 70. And I'm like, stop. He's like, no, it's fine. I do this all the time. I look down again. He's going 80. I'm like, no, seriously, fucking stop. He's like, don't be a baby. It's fine. So I just shut up. I looked forward. I see the part of the mountain that's hella turns, and he's not slowing down. So I'm like, stop. And he overcorrects. The car drives up the side of the mountain. It flips onto my side. My arm lands out the window. He's not buckled. So he falls on top of my arm. He doesn't want to fall out. So he's holding my arm down. My arm's pinned under, underneath him and drags for 90 feet. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I just like my mind just went through like a fast and a furious scene. So you have the weight of the car yourself and his body dragging your fucking arm on the ground. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. It was like dragging on the ground. It was out the window. Yeah. It was out there. He's on top. Oh my God. What a piece of shit. You want to blow him up on the podcast? (laughs) No, it's okay. He was just trying to show off, you know, whoever you are, whoever you are. (laughs) Fuck you, buddy, man. So, okay. So, the crash happens, obviously. Was it just you two in the car? There's one girl in the back. She was okay? Yeah, she um, she hit her head, so she got a concussion. Like, she fell underneath the seat, though. Luckily, falling, like, the seat was, like, holding her in mm-hmm. some way. But she did get a concussion. What about the guy? The guy was fine. Of course he was. He was on your fucking arm. <laughs> so, after that happens, like, do you, do you remember it? I do. I remember it all. Like, do you remember getting up and what, what, what? condition hold on hold on hold on on, on. i'm not even sure if i want to ask this question right now but i'm gonna do it just let me regroup okay what condition was your arm in when you got up so were you in pain were you in shock both actually so i could like feel it but it felt very far away so i like look at my arm i was like that's not my fucking arm so i look away i look back and then the only thing my mind could register i just screamed my fucking arm's broken that's all i could register it was broken or was it just skinned alive it was skinned alive it was called degloving oh, so, <laughs> oh a, your doctor's an a, asshole <laughs> he just made that shit up it's the medical term Nigga, he made that shit up and so like literally i looked was it arm. like down to the bone i'll show you a picture hold on what so, hold on <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So I looked at my arm. This piece of my skin was folded over my hand. This piece of my skin was folded this way. I lifted up my arm. All my muscles and nerves fell off. I grabbed them, wrapped it around my arm, and had to hold it together. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? The worst part was the smell. The smell of burning flesh does not smell good. Oh, my. Oh, my God. So when you... When you grabbed your muscles and nerves after they fell off the bone, you wrapped them around your arm. When you grabbed them, could you? Did they still have feeling? Could you feel your? No. No, it was. You're completely. At that point, it just felt like my arm was on fire. Oh fuck! So it wasn't as painful as it probably should have been if you weren't in shock. Yeah. So like honestly, I was. Now, how long did it take for help to get there? Uh, To me, it felt like forever. Right. Uh, It felt like it was like 20, 30 minutes, but. Probably like 15 to 20-ish minutes because we're on the mountain. Yeah, they got there like pretty some, quick, though. Yeah, we were somewhere on the mountain, right? And then so my friends that were behind us, they finally caught up to us, right? And so the one guy, he 
like starts running up to the car, kicks in the back window. He takes off his belt and makes a tourniquet on my arm. He saved my life. God bless him. He's my little angel. How old is he? He was 16 at How the, the fuck did he know how to do that? You wouldn't think he would because he was the biggest stoner in our school. Right. But he, uh, it was just an instinct, I guess. Hell yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Can we blow him up on the podcast? Yeah, Who's Br- Brayden Stepper. Brayden Stepper? Fuck yeah, bro. You saved a badass, sexy OnlyFans girl who can do <laughs> great hair and is saving lives one sexy head at a time. <laughs> Good for you, Brayden. Did you send him a nude? Married to my best, one of my old give best a friends. Fuck. You, better, <laughs> you better send him some shit. No, that he gets a free pa- no subscribe. Hey, I'm wa- I'll pay your subscription for you. All right, I got you. Sponsor you twenty five bucks a month, pimp. <laughs> so uh, he drops a tourniquet on you. Takes a little bit. Of- now, did your shock start to wear off while you were sitting there? Um, a little bit. So I'm like sitting there, and what I'm thinking, I'm like, why the fuck am I awake? In the movies, people are asleep. So why the fuck am I awake, right? Oh, man. And so I Are people talking to you? Yeah, so my Can friends... Can nobody... Like, are people like... Yeah, my friends are like staring at me with like fear in their eyes looking at me in the window. And I'm just like... Oh, you're still in the car. Yeah, I couldn't get out. I like couldn't... I tried to like... I like unbuckled and I tried to... I was like, oh, hell no. So I'm sitting there just like wrapping like my knees up to my arm. And I'm like, fuck, right? And then so I'm just like... I look at my friends. I'm like, why am I awake? And they're like, don't go to sleep. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking right. sleep. But well, why yeah, am I, I did awake? lose a lot of blood probably. I did. They, uh, by the time, because they had to care flight me here to Reno, because obviously no one in Winnemucca knows what they're doing. And so... So, uh, an ambulance came, and then they brought the chopper. Yep. And so, by the time I got here to Reno, they measure your blood in units, and, like, the average person has, like, eight units of blood. They told me by the time I got here, I only had about two units of blood left, and they had no idea how I was still alive. Damn. So, you're a savage. Hell yeah. I have shit to do. Yeah. Ah, Fuck. Cheers. Bless that you're still here. Yes. Okay, so what kind of recovery process is that like? So I was in the hospital for like two months. I had about 21 surgeries on my arm. What the fuck? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, about 17 blood transfusions. I was like in and out. In a couple months? Yeah, I was in and out of surgery like every other day for a while. Because like they were trying to save my life at first. And then they're also, and because like they kept telling me they're gonna chop off my arm, I was like, "You're not fucking cutting off oh, my arm." Yeah, you could. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, "Damn, I'm surprised you didn't lose your arm." Yeah, I was arguing with them back and forth. I was like, "You're not fucking cutting off my arm." And one doctor here, he's like, "I'll try," and then he did. God bless. And here you are. Yeah. And you still got your arm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh show my you. god. Okay. Oof. I'm about to show you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're lucky that we're not filming this podcast right now. That was my arm, the day of the accident. <laughs> oh my god. This looks like something from Saw. Literally, everyone always says some oh, shit like that. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Do you have PTSD? It, um, I did for a hot minute. Tough to get in a car. Yeah, like the first time, like when I was leaving the hospital, like, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm leaving the hospital. They will, they wheelchair me outside and I see a car and I look at them. I'm not fucking getting in there. Yeah. Like I, it just totally clicked. I was like, I'm not getting in there. I can only imagine. So that was tough for a while. Yeah. Like I'd only have, I could only let people drive that I really trusted. Mm-hmm. And like, that was really hard for a hot minute. Now, is, is that all your original skin? Uh, this is skin from my leg. Skin from your leg. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, they had to do skin graft. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Unbelievable. So when you got out of the hospital after a couple months, was it like, was there still a long recovery process or was the recovery process in the hospital? Um, yeah, there was. I still had to come back for a few surgeries and stuff. They let me leave with a thing called a wound vac. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. So basically it's like this like vacuum, like tubes like in my arm and it's like comes with a backpack and it looks like, and so they like start like pumping out stuff from your arm, like mm-hmm. all the other stuff. It kind of looked like a coke slushy coming out of my arm i guess you could say okay that's <laughs> so fucking gross it's out of control like yeah. a catheter for your arm yeah literally that's hell yeah it. just pissing out that bicep baby yeah mm-hmm. you're so fit <laughs> <laughs> man okay so as a 15 yeah as a 15 year old woman right there's already can I ask you how old you are now? No, you're not supposed to allow to do that or something like oh. some stupid shit. How old are you? Twenty one. Okay, so you're a young stunner, right? So fifteen. So you went through you went through high school and junior high with social media and smartphones and all that stuff. And there's obviously some, you know, uh, a lot of pressures on females. Um, you know, I saw that were you like a cheerleader and stuff like that? You seemed like you a dancer, mm-hmm. kinda of popular probably in high school and things like that. There's a lot of b- body disformation and dysphoria and mental health when it comes to women and mm-hmm. body shaming and body shaming is huge. Um, h- how was that like coming back? You know, like you, it is very clear and apparent, you know, that there, that your arm is the way that your arm is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Was that, how did you cope with that at, at that age? So at first, like, cause you it, had to go back to high school, right? Yeah, I did. So, like, at first, it didn't, like, actually, like, click that it was this way forever. It was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It'll heal up. Yeah. So, like, it didn't, like, they tell me, like, they told me it probably wouldn't work the same, which at first it didn't actually, like, click, you know? The first time it clicked is when I was in the hospital and I tried to put my hair in a ponytail and I couldn't. I just started bawling my eyes out. Right. I was like, damn, I can't even put my hair in a ponytail. Right. And then so when I got home, it still wasn't, like, didn't actually click all the way. And so I was still just kind of, like living life i was like yeah ha 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 and then um i think it was one day i just like looked in the mirror and i just started crying and then there was like a stage where i'd cry all the time because i was just like i hate how my arm looks like i absolutely hated it yeah. and i used to like when i'd meet people i'd hide my arm behind my back because i didn't want them to see it right so that was really tough at first but then like now now i really don't care at all like right. i love it it's part of me me and my friends call my arm kitty <laughs> okay what <laughs> It's name is Kitty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, whatever you got to do to cope, sweetheart. <laughs> whatever you got to do. Now, was was there was there people who made it hard? Yes. Yeah. Extremely. Was there people who body shamed you for your arm? Actually, yeah, a little bit. Get the fuck out of here! Really? Yeah. So a lot of guys, guys suck about it. Like girls were always like, Oh my gosh, you know, more supportive and everything. That's why we started charging those motherfuckers 25 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. About to up it. Just kidding. About to up that shit after this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, fellas. Uh, No, but honestly, like there was like a, a time where like there was a group chat going around with this, these guys on the baseball team in my high school. And they're like, call me flappy bird or yeah or they'd be like what do you do like what does she do with her arm during sex mm-hmm. like they'd ask like a guy that i've slept with and then like oh, it was just kind of really shitty like just really like there was this one guy that would always tell me i looked like freddy cougar and i'm just like dude that's so fucked up 
That is fucked up. Yeah. That picture you showed me does look like Freddy Krueger, though. But you don't look like Freddy Krueger in Thank any way, you. shape, or form now. Man, that's so that's so wild. You know, I'm happy that you're you're down to talk about that because there are. I mean, I know nothing about it. You know, um, uh, I think the pressures for I think there's definitely pressures for men, but it's much different. But like, it's cool that you're down to talk about it because. I can only imagine how inspiring it is and probably your page, how inspiring it is. Cause there's women who have zero dysphoria in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And it's truly just their mental health. And they have a hard time getting over that bridge and what they look like and accepting their body. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and coping with it and, and having it, and you know, and how they feel about their body, stopping them from endeavors, from going to beauty school and being sitting in a chair in a salon and having the bravery to do an only fans. And then, you know, once you kind of get into fitness the way that you're doing, you kind of naturally turn into like an influence or almost if you would and, mm-hmm. and people look up to you on on social media so that's fucking crazy you know in inhuman to to get past that and accept what you have but there's there's probably still a human aspect to you do you do you still struggle with it sometimes um every once in a while but yeah. honestly like it's so much more like i'm kind of the point where i'm like i'm glad it happened because it really made me who i am today mm-hmm. and like I really like to prove people wrong. Like, a lot of times, like, for example, when I was a dancer in high school, um, I made this thing called All-American Dance Team. Okay. And so that's basically, like, I made this team where we all got to go perform in London um, and dance, like, for the Queen of England and all this stuff. It was you danced for the Queen of England? I didn't. Bitch! Yeah. And so, I, like, I went through this phase and, like, everyone in high school, like, oh, they just felt bad for you. You're, the only reason you made it was because you're on. Like, they, like, it's not because you're a good dancer. And so it's, like, all this shit. I'm just, like... Yeah, you're wrong. And so, like, it's, like, all these things now. I'm going to be, like, I can do anything no matter what. First of all, I'm freaking gray at hair. Like, when I told people I want to do hair, how could you do hair? You have one arm. Yeah. One working arm, whatever. And then, so, now it's just, like, I'm going to fucking, like, my new goal, I'm, like, I'm going to go on stage and, like, kill it doing a bikini competition. No one's going to give a fuck about my arm. Like, it's not going to be the problem. Hell, yeah. Now, there, there has to be some natural... Um, adversities that you go through because oh, yeah. with your arm of course yeah but that just in turn makes you work harder and more consistently than others right yeah. like fitness you know you are no matter what you're working with a barbell you know you're working with multiple dumbbells and you're doing these things and you have to obviously strengthen both sides to keep an equilibrium oh, yeah. so like how like what are, what were some of the biggest obstacles that you had to tackle when it came to um, your arm so Obviously, this arm's not as strong, and only my thumb works on this arm. So I have, like, figuring out how I could work it out was pretty difficult. And then also, like, it was really hard, like, when I felt like people were, like, looking at me, like, if they felt like I was doing something wrong or something, I I always felt that way. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just kind of like, no, I got it. And, like, my new gym, I absolutely love the support there. Like, everyone's like, hell yeah, you're killing it, girl. Right. And so I have, like, this one, like, wrap thing that wraps around my wrist and it has, like, a hook. Yeah, I've so, seen it. Yeah, so I do a lot of, like, um, weight training with that because mm-hmm. it'll help me hold things. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, finding new ways to, like, work past it. Now, do you have muscle fibers that attach to your forearm? Are you able to strengthen forearm or bicep or where, where exactly does mobility and, and use start and end? So, um, finger-wise, my thumb works. Okay. Um, straightening my arm-wise, I... I don't really know how to describe it. It doesn't straighten all the way. Right. Probably comes up to like a, what, what would you call this? <laughs> um, that's, uh, it looks like a, a half rep of a bicep curl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll call it that. Half that's, rep. We'll call it half reppy. Yeah. So it does like, it has this movement. <laughs> right. And, um, 
So I have, like, if you see me move my thumb a little bit yeah. of my forearm, I have, like, still some movement in there. So, honestly, since I've been training with my new trainer, shout out to him, he has built a lot in here. Now this is, like, a lot more fuller. It used to be a lot skinnier. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of that is filling up. And then for my biceps, I'm doing pretty good on working my biceps, even though I can't move it all the way. Right. And I, my shoulder, my shoulder is fine. So I work my shoulder a lot. Um. The hardest thing to work out with it is honestly my tricep in this arm, just because like the movement doesn't move that way. And you can't completely extend. Yeah, exactly. Right? Crazy, but you probably have like become extremely educated on fitness because you have to find your ways around the or the organic streamline of fitness, right? Oh like yeah. When you're in the gym. Oh yeah. You have to bring creativity to everything that you do, right? Yeah. Exactly. Can't really think like anybody else anymore. Oh yeah. That's pretty dope. Challenging probably, but pretty dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, the people around you, that's got to be a big part, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Support group around you. Mm-hmm. You don't get any of the... God, there's just such terrible people in the world and on social media, and you you have a presence and the things that you do, right? You do beauty, you do fitness, you do OnlyFans. Are there still trolleys out there, out there on social media, or do you mostly get support when it comes to that? Uh, I feel like a lot of the time there is like some people that like really do like judge me for it and it's like they'll say like little things like oh what? like all you care about is fitness or why do you care about that and it's like just like stupid stuff like that or yeah I don't even like know I think it's like more of the stuff like people get mad that they feel like they can't fit stuff into their life right and so like they like make me try to feel bad about what I'm doing. Right. Like I have two fully functional forearms and I'm not going to the gym. Yeah. You're making me look bad. Yeah. Is that fuel to the fire? Um, it is. Yeah. It's it, gotta be right. Yeah. It's more like, I'm just like, you guys are like motivating me more just to be like the best version of myself mm-hmm. and like do what I truly love. What you should really do is see that your favorite thing about those people should be that there's less people in line for you to pass. Yeah. Right. When people do talk to you like that and people do shame in any way, shape or form, whether it be verbal, whether it be over, you know, social media, or even just looks and things like that or behind your back verbally. It's just one less person that you have to. Uh, pass you know in life when it comes to working hard or whatever goals it is you know when it comes to a bikini competition well that rules you out i guarantee you fucking won't be in the line for me to be you know or whatever the case may be growing a career whatever it is that you do so that's uh that i learned at a a pretty early age um you know to look at it like that when there are people who just kind of bitch and complain and then project their insecurities on other people because maybe somebody else is doing something more than them Mm-hmm. And the person that's doing something more than them should technically be less capable, if you would. Mm-hmm. Then jealousy starts to come in. Uh, and those are my favorite people oh, I know. in the fucking world. I love those people to death. Shout out to all you fucking losers out there. <laughs> I'm like, why are you so bitter? Like, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, man, all you really got to do is sleep less and time manage. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's obviously everyone goes through their ups and downs, but. It is weird. Like the the group of friends that I have around me, like we just it it's like an unspoken rule. We just like shamelessly and violently promote and support the people that are around us. And if people aren't with it, then you know, like fuck them. Like what what are you even doing here? Like how exhausting is it? It's so easy to hate. It takes 
no education. It takes no research, right? Mm-hmm. It takes no thought, if you would. But to care and support somebody, that takes, you have to know somebody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have to know what they're doing, why they're doing it, why you should support them. So it's just a lazy and, and easy way out when it comes to any type of support, whether it be negative or positive. So I enjoy those people. I think they're fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's always those people, too. Like, if I look at myself in the mirror and I, like, flex or whatever, because, like, it's one of those things, like, I'm proud of how far I've came. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I'm loving you my body's trans. You're like, <laughs> fucking, oh, that forearm, nigga. Oh, that forearm is fat, son. People are like, bitch. I know. People are like, you're so obsessed with yourself. Why are you so obsessed with yourself? I'm like, bitch, because I'm working hard on my body. Yeah. Who am I supposed to be obsessed with? You, skank? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Like, honestly, like, I'm yeah. doing my best out here for self-love. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. Big facts. You have to internalize. I think COVID showed us that. The bit like in such a way like bringing in isolation from family and friends and then all our communication is superficial over media like if you're not if you're not you know if you're not strong within yourself and you don't have that self-love you don't have others around you to kind of uplift you you know what i mean and then you got to do it yourself and if you don't have that capability and you lean on others to do it I could be a dark place. Oh yeah. Shit. I hit it too. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. I love being around people and, uh, you know what I mean? There people are uplifting that are around me and it makes me feel good. you know what I mean? People that support me. And then it's like, man, I got to do this shit all solo dolo. You know, you feel weird, Mm -hmm. but if you got that self love, like you just said, I mean, that's a, and then when you do go back out into the world post COVID, you're like, bitch, I was already feeling myself. And now I got all the homies back around me. I'm chilling. Oh yeah. That's dope. What a road. Six years now. Yeah. Six years. Man. What do you do with your arm during sex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, you'll never know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out Brayden or whatever the fuck his name is. That dude's a G. Turnic man. Big Turnic. What did he use? A belt? Yeah. Savage. Just highs. <laughs> fuck probably high as fuck <laughs> he's like got this damn that bitch is bleeding we gotta stop it <laughs> i know i'm a belt out i just bought this new leather belt from walmart it's lit honestly good for him yeah good for him well that's dope i think that uh that was i'm glad uh, i'm glad that topic came out last because that is truly inspiring when i first hit you up that was the i'm happy that you were comfortable talking about that because i was looking at your page and stuff like that and your page compared to others who would do the same thing is a completely different thing. It's inspiring, and I think it's dope. And especially with uh, with the tough time that women are going through right now when it comes to perception and social media and and uh, mental health and, mm-hmm. and different things like that. Like It's good to see someone who, if you were to look at it from an analytical point, you know, like a bird's eye, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be where you are. You shouldn't be at the top of your game. You know what I mean? Like that you, you are susceptible to, to the terrible things that are going on to women around, but you found a way to completely disregard them and, and uplifted yourself to above and beyond all the influences out there. So I think that's lit as fuck. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and talking about it. I appreciate yeah, it a course. lot. Now, before we go, where can people find you? Is there anything that you want to plug up? Your OnlyFans, you know, what's your OnlyFans, your Insta, your tags and stuff? Let, let them know. Let the people know. All right. So my Instagram is at Caitlin Marie, one K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-N-M-A-R-I-E-E, one. And then, yeah. Damn. A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K. 
you know what's funny about that? You don't. I don't even have two N's or two E's in my name. I yeah. just did it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck it. More, more for me. Yeah, and then my OnlyFans again is at Baby Kate B A B Y Y K A T E E. Do that. Subscribe to that OnlyFans. If you saw what I was looking across the table from, you would subscribe as well. I know you motherfuckers are out there spending $25 on stupid-ass shit every month, so just eat Wendy's one less time every month, and you'll be straight. What else you got? Facebook, Twitter? Oh, shit. Uh, Twitter is Caitlin77Marie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Facebook, you know, Caitlin Castongue. Beautiful. What is it? Castongue. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California-based cannabis co-op that specializes in indoor, small-batched, AAA-grade boutique flowers, growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout-out to Grimm's. Big shout-out to Grimm's Exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand-new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.